0: Yo, great friends. What's going on? It is Tuesday afternoon, man. I'm telling you, I'm so excited for today's broadcast, podcast, show, radio, TV, YouTube, the whole deal, man. Let me start off by saying first and foremost, thanks to everybody, Alex. I don't know if you saw this yesterday or not. We had a lot of people yesterday immediately, and this is the beauty of the Great Friends Network. Everybody wanted to come out and support our brand new sponsor, blenders. Okay. These are the blenders sunglasses I wear every day. Okay. These are the ones I wear to drive, walk around, chill, whatever. I love these sunglasses. Here's why. Because sunglasses should not cost hundreds of dollars. Okay. That's first and foremost. Uh, the second reason is they're fashionable. They look great. Hey, if they break or you scratch them or you lose them, guess what? You didn't spend two, $300 for a pair of sunglasses. These are I love these right here because they've got that aviator look, but they've got this kind of cool blue sort of a lens. I love these right here. Uh, Alex, what are you uh, What are you rocking? I know you just got some new ones.
1: Yeah, I got the uh, the Romeos that I need to go get real okay. quick because I was wearing them yesterday, so I don't mm-hmm. have them in front of me. Okay. Well, um, I love these sunglasses
0: because they're just, first of all, I love supporting a local company. And the fact that last year, these guys did this deal with Dion, it just blew my mind. Today, Chase Fisher, who is the founder of Blenders, is going to come join us. I've been wearing these indoors. I know everybody thinks it's goofy when you wear glasses indoors. I only wear these indoors because when I'm at LA, I'm when, like I am today, um, this, the lighting in the studio, the main air studio is so bright that I can't even see a freaking thing. So I wear these indoors. I love these blenders. And now if you love them too, or if you've never used them, 20% off, you go to blenderseyewear.com. You can use the QR code right there. Go to blenderseyewear.com. You save 20% by using our promo code Kaplan. And today we're gonna to meet Chase Fisher. We're gonna hear his story, how he started this company as a student at San Diego State and, uh, and how this company did the deal with Coach Prime. It's gonna be awesome, stick around. Hey, let me thank some other great partners. One, 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. They are seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. So they've got the best location. Parking is easy. Obviously, it's free. You don't have to walk six miles to get into the casino. When you get there, you're not looking at a concert venue, a massive buffet. Um, you're not looking at a wannabe pool scene like it's Vegas. You're just there to play blackjack, poker, other table games, and eat great food, Sammy's Restaurant and Bar. Need I say more? Seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. So the best location, great food, awesome gaming, right there in Chula Vista on Bay Boulevard, 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com, and the QR code is right here. These guys, Athletic Greens, we have doubled our sales from Athletic Greens. So from December to January, we doubled our sales. I'm hoping to double our sales from January to February, and here's why, because I want you, like me, to get healthy. I take this every day. Because, dude, I'm schlepping all over the place. I'm back and forth to L.A. I'm in and out of games and venues. I'm around a lot of people. I just recently traveled to Mexico. The thing is, is I don't take pills, vitamins. All I take is this. Superfoods, vitamins, minerals, nutrients, uh, probiotics, everything. 12 ounces of water, one little uh, scoop of athletic greens. Costs you less than a cup of coffee every day. So if you're like a coffee addict, this is going to give you clarity of mind all day. You're going to sleep like a big old bear. And, uh, any problems here in the digestive system gone. Okay. Hey, last one, um, prize picks today is taco Tuesday. And so, you know, with San Diego state playing tonight, I think Alex, I'm going to play some San Diego state players in tonight's Mm -hmm. game. I am. Um, I haven't figured out exactly what I'll definitely get yours and Browner's opinion as we go on during the show, but I think I'm going to play, um, I'll probably play LaDee tonight. Because I got to figure against San Jose State, he's probably going to have a big game. Would be a guess. The only thing is, is does he have a big game and then come out of the game? So, mm-hmm. all right. Um, Prize picks today is Taco Tuesday. Download the Prize Picks app. Use our code Great Friends, and they're going to match your first deposit one hundred percent up to hundred dollars. But you got to use the code Great Friends when you download download the Prize Picks app. All right. I've talked a lot. Um, let's hurry up. Let's get to it. We got a great show coming up. Let's do it. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Tuesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We come to you from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. Hey, that's the place to be, man. Telling you right now, if you want to play blackjack or poker or other table games, 7 Mile Casino is the place to be. If you want to have the best Kung Pao chicken of your life, Sammy's Restaurant and Bar has it. I don't know why, man. They're a pizza salad place. They happen to have the best Kung Pao chicken on planet Earth. Okay, so check them out. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com, only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, Bay Boulevard, Chula Vista, smoke-free environment. You're going to love it. All right, look, we're just getting onto the airwaves of 1090. We're just getting onto TV tonight, Cox, Your View, Channel 4, San Diego and beyond. Worldwide on YouTube and all over the place on your time on all the different audio podcast platforms. Guys, I'm really, really psyched about today's show for a couple of reasons. One, we are all going to meet today, Chase Fisher, who is the founder of Blenders Eyewear, San Diego-based company with international reach that last year when they did that deal with Coach Prime, me and Brown are about lost our minds. I did everything I could do to chase down Chase Fisher, including incorporating the Great Friends Network and our boy Ryan who helped me out. Okay. And, um, and today, everybody's going to have a chance to meet Chase. And by the way, thank you to everybody that yesterday was like, wait, blenders. I know blenders. I can walk into the store in Encinitas. I can walk into the store in PB, but if I buy through you guys, I'm saving 20% by using the promo code Kaplan. Yeah, thanks to everybody. And by the way, send me your orders. Send me your receipts. I like to get them. I like to know that you guys are buying. So thank you for that. Second reason I'm really pumped about today's show is we're going to go in a completely different direction today. We're going to talk to a gentleman named Wayne Kimmel. Wayne Kimmel is the founder of an organization called 76 capital. And these guys are investors in all kinds of stuff in sports, mostly in like sports gambling, but sports technology. And here's my thought. And Browner and I were having this conversation last week. It's like, listen, we're going to talk Padres as the season goes on. We're going to talk Dodgers. We're going to talk about, you know, some basketball stuff. We're going to talk about football, free agency, the the draft. We're going to talk about the combine. We're going to talk about sports, but you know what? If you want to hear Padres all day long, you got plenty of other places around town to go do that. All right. So we're going to change the game a little bit here uh, as we get out of football season and move into the rest of the year. And we're going to start talking about some stuff that I think you guys are going to find really, really, really interesting and useful. It's just going to be a little bit out of the norm. Okay, that's all I'm trying to say. Grande, Brown Man, excited for today's show. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Grande, how we feeling today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. How are you?
0: Doing great. Um, you rocked those new blenders yesterday.
1: All day. All day. All every day. day. It wasn't yeah. even sunny. It wasn't even sunny, and I was wearing them. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even sunny. No, I took the dog to the dog park. Man, I was getting all the looks. You know, I was like, Mari, better be careful, man. These new sunglasses. Again, looks over here. Really? Looking like a freaking stud, man. Really? Chicks are digging you, huh? Oh, don't matter. What chicks? don't matter? People were just looking, man. People. Oh, not just chicks. Pe- people. Yeah, people. Dogs were like, damn, dog, look at this dog. You <laughs> know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> you mean to tell me the dogs were saying, damn, dog, look at this yeah. dog?
1: Yeah. Yeah, look at that big dog go. The yeah. yeah. Right. Got them new blenders. Oh, I'm doing man. great, man. doing great. Yeah. Big second day back from vacation is second day back from vacation is harder than first day back. Yeah. 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 I yeah. you
0: know it's hard about vacation? If you if you take vacation and you know you guys know, I mean, um I have a hard time taking vacation. I get guilty about taking vacations, but last time I did, which was just, just about a week ago, I, I have a hard time doing it, but I last time I was like, screw it, I'm doing it, I don't care. Um, it's kind of like um you leave you go on vacation you spend somewhat freely i'm going to say somewhat freely okay mm-hmm. and then you come back from vacation you have to rediscipline yourself like yo bro i'm not on vacation anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. tone it back just a little bit why don't you mm-hmm. so i find that to be hard what about you why is
1: day 2 harder the routine getting back into the routine there's like this level of excitement to get back to work yesterday get back on with you guys uh you know spend the time with the boys doing that kind of thing but then today you know that alarm goes off at 6 a.m again you know the, the routine of the dog in the morning the the the, the breakfast everything is just it's like okay get back into it get back into it so it's just rebuilding the brain you know you get eight nine days off whatever it was not doing anything not even hearing an alarm mm-hmm. and now i'm back to hearing an alarm and it's just a little just a little like jarring for a second, but I'm how good. About, good. How about
0: when my first text comes in about six you're like, Oh, this pain in my balls. Yeah. That's whatever though. Like I'm used to those, but I did a good job. Give me a little bit of credit. I did a good job when you were on vacation. Mm-hmm. I left you alone and I don't usually leave you alone on vacation. I'm usually like, Oh, we got a problem. Mm-hmm. Hey, we need help. Browner crushed it. Yeah. Okay. And, and I just was like, leave this kid alone.
1: This yeah, kid it was needs great. I only around. got, a, only got one call from New York once. And I, I text Browner. He handled it right away. It was easy. Yeah, yeah. you guys killed it. Yeah, yeah, we did. I'm telling you right now, I Browner. That means I could take more vacation. <laughs> hey,
0: Brown. Yesterday, <laughs> being Monday, I swear to you, just the little mention of yet again of the tipping issue. More people hitting me up yesterday that they are on Team Browner, and That's people right. are people are on mm-hmm. Team Browner, the no tip team. And I, I'm right. I have tip guilt. So when they turn that little iPad around they go 18, 20, 22%. what are you gonna do for that salad that we just gave you that was pre-packaged that we didn't have to do anything for? You're just tipping me because I'm sitting here. I'm I'm honestly
1: I'm about Boys. to go team no tip. Browner, this is how I know I'm also back. I got a DM from our boy on Instagram. <clears throat> awesome 1090 from 5 to 6 p.m. Talked about tipping, talked about Barbie, promoted a long time about Scotch charities talked about sunglasses Turned it off to watch oprah shout out to our number one fan who that what's his name john hey
0: john um get fam, ready I brother
2: mean, listen hold on hold on hold on fam you turn it off to watch oprah bro she ain't talking no sports just just so we're clear no he no, no he's just he,
0: he's just talking he, he likes things other than sports so he,
2: by the
1: way where channel is
0: oprah on I don't know.
2: Is Oprah still the on? old network? The old network. She got her own network, bro. Really? Old she network, Do bro? like yeah. a talk show still. I don't it's, it's more like an interview, like more like sit downs. She don't really okay. she don't she do, do like, like a Barbara
1: Walters. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. She upgraded. now. She only talked really? to a big name. Big. Does she have, line.
0: does she have Charles Barkley co-hosting with her too? No, her girlfriend <laughs> knew that. Okay. All right. Hey, John, Um, I don't know what to tell you, brother. I'll tell you right now. And this is what I said at the beginning of the show, bro. I turned on Darren Smith yesterday, okay? And I love Darren. And I, I, you know, listen, I'm a Darren Smith supporter. I turned Darren on on the radio yesterday, and Darren was doing what he does. He's balls deep into the Padres, you know? And I'm going to be following the Padres too. I said it last week. I'm more interested in this baseball season than ever before. Not excited per se, interested. I'm curious about how Bob Melvin Is going to leave the Padres, go home to the San Francisco Giants, and how the Giants are going to do. I'm interested in how the Arizona Diamondbacks, who won the National League last year and went to the World Series, how they're going to do in a division where now Otani has moved into town and the Dodgers are have been the best team in the division for the last 15 years. How much better are they going to be? And then where do the Padres fit into all of this? I'm interested, very interested. And we will talk about it as the year goes on. But I'll tell you right now, bro um i turned on darren yesterday and like i said he's deep 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 into padre details you could turn on the padres radio station and it's all they talk about all day long if you want it i promise you it's there for you and i invite you go it totally cool but you see we have to be different we have to differentiate and that's what we're going to do so that's called evolution jack you understand or
2: we don't have to do an exercise in nothingness because it's the season to do so. And I think that's what it like what ha- what has happened in spring training that requires
0: more than a segment so far. Nothing. nothing. Well, well, maybe Alex could could show you the the latest news from from the Padres right now. here you go. you want it here you, you want you want hardcore. okay, full screen. There you go. Joe Musgrove yesterday. Didn't you guys say yesterday that you were gonna place a prize pick on like Musgrove? Could uh, he runs allowed? Runs allowed in the first inning? In the
1: first yeah. inning. Yeah. Didn't he make it out again?
0: So, yeah, I like the story. Yeah. Well, you know, he's experimenting with things. Yeah. Well, I don't expect him to throw a no hitter in spring training game, too. Right. But um, you know, yeah, like he, what is he experimenting with? Like throwing it right down the middle? <laughs> he's experimenting with throwing <laughs> BP. Yeah. It's what he's experimenting with right now. Yeah,
2: and if we remember last year, he didn't do spring training because he dropped the barbell on his foot or something like that, wasn't it? So yeah, well, he dumb, didn't a do a lot bell. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, some I, sort I, of bell.
0: Yeah, right, right. He dropped a dumbbell, uh, cowbell, barbell. Yep. Philadelphia yeah. Freedom Bell, whatever. whatever it was. Yeah. He
2: dropped one of them yeah. bells on his foot. So mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I, I've been around sports long enough, and Scotts, you can double both of us. This is irrelevant. All of it's irrelevant. All of it is irrelevant. So let's get to game one. Unless there's an injury, like he drops another kettlebell on his foot, or one of these guys who is going to play, if, if there's an announcement that Manny Machado's rehab has been pushed back a month, that's news. The rest of this is just exercise. It's practice. It's it, They don't take it seriously. So there's no, they're not making any trades. They're not signing anybody of note.
0: Well, that's interesting because yesterday I got a uh, message from a longtime great friend who's super engaged in the show. And he was saying to me, don't be surprised if the Padres re-sign Blake Snell. Because we had a whole conversation yesterday about what's going to happen to Blake Snell. And the difference between Cody Bellinger, a Scott Boris client, who's sitting on the bench waiting for somebody to sign him. He signed with the Chicago Cubs, the team he was with. And really, the way I read it, it's kind of like a one-year contract that could be a three-year contract. You know, yep. it's a one year. It might be a two year. It might ultimately be a three year. But really, it's just a one year deal. Okay. Um, for Blake Snell, we talked about this yesterday. There was a report uh, in USA Today about Blake Snell possibly going to the Angels. We had a whole discussion about what does that mean if you take the job with the Angels? If you take the Angels' money, what does that exactly mean? Because you haven't taken the Yankees' money?
2: There you go. That's the important part. If you take the Angels' money and not the Yankees' money, what does that say about you?
0: And I had a longtime great friend hit me up yesterday, and we went back and forth, and he was like, bro, um, don't be surprised if the Padres re-sign Blake Snell. And I said, man, um, maybe you know something I don't know. With what money? But here's what I know. They were borrowing money at the end of last year To pay the salaries that they 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 signed a year ago, so unless you know something that I don't know, I will be very very surprised if the Padres can I ask both of you
1: a question from the same topic, different angle? Question: Do you want the Padres to sign Blake Snell? Because I'm looking at center field and I'm looking at left field. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of intrigued by Jackson Merrill. But I'd exactly. much rather have. I'd much rather spend 20 million somewhere else if that's the, the, what's going to cost you. No, like no, no, no. you, see, you, you brought in, you brought in a giant package of pitchers for Juan Soto. It's time to see what they got, man. These weren't guys that are in Double A. Single, like one of the right. dudes was. This is this is like three dudes that were playing pitching for the Yankees last year. So you got to see what they got. I'd rather go spend money. Do you want to see Jerks and Four every single day in left field? I don't. not See, at this point. This,
2: like this, this is where I would. This is where I will go in a different direction on that question. You want Blake Snell back because if you bring Blake Snell back, he's your ace. He's your number one picture. You want to return a guy who won the Cy Young for you. That gives you a, a a a a person back in that clubhouse of good energy. The fans recognize him. The fans would be cheering. He would be a face that you remember in the outfield. You have guys that it's time to, much like you said, we got all these guys from the Yankees, so now we need to see what they could do. You can never have too many pitchers. Well, Our problem is we've run out of pitchers. Well, and and two, hold on, and two, I want to see these young guys in the outfield. I want to see Jackson Merrill in the outfield. I want to see what what we have down in the farm system that can come up and start generating offense or generating productivity, because that we haven't seen that.
0: Okay, so, so why, why don't you ask it this way, though, Alex? I mean, because I hear what Browner's saying. Why don't you ask it this way? Um, do you want Blake Snell back? My answer would be yes. I think he's a great clubhouse guy. He's coming off of a Cy Young. And, um, you know, I, I still think he's a top level number one, number two, number three guy to have Correct. in your rotation and would strengthen yes. your team. But we argued forever, two seasons ago, about what is Joe Musgrove worth? We all came up with this number, $20 million. I was like, sign that check right away. Browner was like, no, 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 $20 is way too much for Joe Musgrove. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, it wasn't. Last year, probably was. This year, hopefully, he he earns that. What number for Blake Snell? Yeah. I mean, if but let I, me I, put I, it this way:
1: the way I asked it was like, what would you rather have, Blake Snell? Well, yeah, let I, me I'd ask I'd you this: have like yeah. another outfielder.
0: If I told you you could get Blake Snell for three years at seventy-five million total, would you do that?
1: Yes. I yes. like the number yes. three years more than the number seventy-five.
0: Oh, well, it's, listen, he would be your top-paid pitcher because he will have earned being your top-paid pitcher. Yeah. Correct. correct.
2: Sure. And two, for me, do mm-hmm. the deal. Scott Boris, you may have come up. To, you may have rolled into something. Do the Cody Bellinger deal. Three years, $75 million. If he's good, he can get out every year. That's basically what the Cody Bellinger deal is. If I'm good enough, if I do another MVP year, I can get out of this deal and rake in the cash. Blake Snell, do the same thing. Be a two-time back-to-back Cy Young Award winner and get back out the contract. He
1: ain't going to do that. that. The thing is, like, there's probably people listening that that are diehard reading every single move that there is out there, and they're like, oh yeah? Oh yeah, smart guy? Instead of Blakesdale? Who do you want to sign? Who's available right now? So, I mean, I could see it both ways. I (laughs) was just saying, like, like, I agree with Browner, but I'd agreed with Browner before the situation that we're currently in in February. Mm -hmm. You would have told me in November, December... I probably be like yeah, bring Blake Snell back. But now knowing the situation, knowing where we're at salary-wise, knowing what the roster currently looks like, I just mm-hmm. think for me, Jackson Merrill's never played in AAA. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, is he playing, is he performing decently in spring training? Sure. Is Jerks and ProFar a vibes guy and I want him in the on the team? Yeah. Do I want him to be 150 games in left field? No. So, I just think that for need and I just think the outfield is more of a need at this would moment. Would you Okay, so would you so you
2: would rather spend a large chunk of what they have on an outfielder somewhere else where, rather than see the potential of what you have and you're going to need going forward? Cuz if Jackson Merrill's not good, mm-hmm. don't you need to know that
1: immediately? No. See, I don't okay. see this yeah, thing I about I can't I bury he's, guys. He's, he's, he's so 21. young. 21. Yeah. He's 21. He's never played in Triple A like by I the way, which time. is fine.
0: By the way, which is right. fine. I mean, you can you can bypass AAA very quickly and easily. A lot, of, a place, a lot of guys, and, guys know, do. Know. Right. AAA is AAA is like the place where old guys go. We're just kind of hanging. Guys on, go. You know. Yeah, just kind of yeah. hanging on. Um. I, yeah. But but so so anyway. So here's my here's the thing. Um. To your buddy John Alex, who sent the um the DM. Where does he send the DM to? Does he send it to the Kaplan yeah, through? instagram who's Mm -hmm. complaining about not enough sports talk and too much sunglasses talk and too much charity talk and what was the other thing that we talked about that he didn't like oh tipping Tipping, right my brother i'll tell you right now um i feel pretty good about about the direction of the show and and i'm gonna i think (laughs) it's wait till
1: the highlight of the day today john can't wait can't wait browner is under siege by his fast food love oh yeah And it's just, and it's just getting started.
0: Oh, Brown, Brown, wait till you hear about this. Hey, but today, today, today is uh today's Tuesday. And that means it's taco Tuesday, specifically on prize picks. Now, Alex tonight, um, San Diego state versus San Jose state. Yes. San Jose state's bad. They're nine and 19. But as I recall, was it earlier this year? Did they take San Diego state overtime?
1: Yeah. Very close
0: game. Right. So San Jose State's not good. They're nine and nineteen. I'm just looking at the number you can put it up on the screen. San Diego State's 21 and 7. Um, San Diego State scores 75 points per game, but uh San Jose State gives up 75 points per game. San Diego State tonight is gonna score like 85 points, I would think, uh, against a San Jose State team. So, oh. so here's my question. Tonight, yes. I'm looking at uh I gotta make a play on prize picks. Okay. Okay. Jaden Ledee tonight. 20.5 points. This is Taco Tuesday. 25 or 20.5 points for Ledee. What do you think about that, Brown?
2: Uh, you know what? He going to get his points.
0: I would say that's a good bet. Okay? Um I'm thinking about taking that and putting it together cuz he's got points, rebounds and assists 29.5. So I'm Ooh. thinking about yeah, I know that's kind of a nice play too, but I'm thinking about mm-hmm. taking that, okay? And then I'm going to go to the popular section. Which is like the very front of, of uh of prize picks. Today, they're giving you an 18% discount on Donovan Mitchell. So Donovan Mitchell tonight, playing against Dallas, they're giving you an 18% discount for 21 and a half points on Donovan Mitchell tonight. Mm-hmm. So if I put Donovan Mitchell together with Jaden Ledee, now all of a sudden, now I got myself a play. What do you think about that? I like it. Alex, not like love it. He doesn't love it. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to love it. Which I like that he doesn't love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what do you think? Last time you know? I said
1: it. Last time I said lady was a lock against a bad team. He didn't do much because he didn't have to do much. So yeah, I mm-hmm. would say that concerns me. I yeah, like right. like I'm looking like at a Micah Parish at nine and a half. Some of uh, some other perimeter guys that I think might might need some more point. Darian trammell mm-hmm. I might. I think I'd rather put my money there today. Okay. OK, yeah,
2: mm, interesting.
1: I like
0: the idea. Listen, it, but it is Taco Tuesday on Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app and use our code great friends. And you're going to get a first deposit match 100% up to $100. Does that make sense? You put in 100, they put in 100. You put in 50, they put in 50. But it's only on the first deposit. Then if you need to put in a little bit more, you can use Apple Pay on your phone to make further deposits. But that Donovan Mitchell 18% discount. I mean, to me, they're giving it to us. What do you think about that tonight, Brown? Yeah, well, yeah. They're
2: they need they're playing well and they're trying to jockey for playoff position. So I definitely think Donovan is gonna get them points tonight. The NBA it's very easy to score in the NBA right now.
0: Okay, Alex, give me who who you like uh for San Diego State. Who who's uh the perimeter you say parish? Uh Parish? Give me Tremel. Tremell. hmm Okay. All right, yeah. I'm gonna play it. Yeah.
1: Tremell, huh? Okay. I'm gonna play it. I am. All
0: right. Stick around. We're just getting going. Chase Fisher, the founder of Blenders, will talk to us and tell us his story next. All right. Great friends. What's going on? It is a Tuesday afternoon here on Kaplan and Crew. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7 com. For everybody that is listening on 1090... On radio, terrestrial, driving around, in your car, old school radio, whether you're in San Diego, Orange County, LA, Santa Barbara, or beyond, we're glad all you guys are here listening on radio. TV viewers tonight, Channel 4 San Diego, all the way up to Channel 4 in Santa Barbara. We're happy everybody's here watching the show on TV at night. YouTubers worldwide, audio podcasters on your own time, everybody who's watching and listening, happy you guys are here on a Tuesday afternoon. Grande, brown man, I know we spent a lot of time yesterday talking about how excited we were about this new partnership with Blender's Eyewear. And I told the story of having to chase down Chase Fisher (laughs) to finally, (laughs) finally get him involved in the show. And here's an opportunity for all of us today to meet the founder of Blender's Eyewear, a San Diego-based company with international reach. And I lost my mind last year when they got in bed with Coach Prime. So Grande, brown man, here is Chase Fisher for the first time of many times on Kaplan
3: and Crew. What do you say, Chase? Wow. Quite the intro. Jeez. (laughs) Um, I'm excited (laughs) to be here, man. You know, super excited. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to a good partnership, sharing the story, and representing San Diego loud and proud. Yeah, right
0: on. Well, start us off with that. Um, Take us back to what year it is. You're at San Diego State. and Tell everybody who's listening and watching kind of how Blenders came to be.
3: Definitely. So if I zoom back, you know, to 2010, right, I was at San Diego State in 2006 and I graduated in 2010. And like most college students, you don't know what you're going to do post-graduation. You kind of get hit with reality and you're like, like, what am I going to do? And I didn't really know what I wanted to do, you know, and so um, I went to what I knew and that was surf lessons. So I was a surf coach at the time. And uh, you know, I was really into music. San Diego had a really active and fun lifestyle, um, you know, music inspired. And one night I was going to see one of my favorite DJs at a nightclub downtown, and I popped into Target. And the first thing I saw was a pair of neon green sunglasses. I bought the sunglasses, I wore them to the club, and everybody in the club was coming up to me asking about my shades. Chase, those are sick. Would you get them? Let me try them on. And all this attention and buzz around my five dollar shades. And you know I went home that night and kind of sat with the hype and I was like, damn, like there was a lot of attention around my sunglasses. And at the time I was a surf coach, right? So I was spending all my time at the beach giving surf lessons. And just in between lessons, I was noticing a big gap in the market of high de- designer fashion style sunglasses and the low beach end knockoffs that I was wearing. You know, I was a college student, I was making very little money, I couldn't afford nice shades. And so I saw a gap in the market, not only to create like a unique brand, but something that really resonated with the community of San Diego. Um, cause there just wasn't anything at that point, you know? So I knocked on my roommate's door and I was like, Hey dude, can I borrow 2000 bucks? And he goes, what for? And I was like, I want to start a sunglass company. He goes, you're crazy, but here you go. And so he wrote me a check for 2000 bucks and, uh, you know, I jumped in the deep end of the pool and I showed up to San Diego state on entrepreneur day, no business plan, no idea what I was doing, just a young buck, you know, with confidence that he can figure it out. And uh built a business entirely from you know one pair, one style, one person at a time, uh right here in San Diego in the beach out of a backpack. Wow. Um, and so uh yeah, that's kind of how we all started.
0: Alex, oh, so, oh, oh, I'm out, I'm out, I'm <laughs> out. Oh, we're using you at
3: San Diego State. I'm curious. I
1: literally was gonna ask Chase. We were so there at the exact I, uh, same time, dude. I was there oh, no six, oh nine. Yep.
3: Oh damn, yeah. I was there uh yeah. two thousand six through two
1: thousand ten. Yep. Yep. Wow. And what did you study? We might have been in a class together.
3: Oh, man, that, that would have been insane. Uh, I did communications, so business right. without the math.
1: Yeah, same. We were probably in classes together. <laughs> dude, that's awesome, man. Small world. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that is wild, dude. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, man, we were probably
3: in classes together. Yep. Probably, man. Yeah, probably. Yep. All
0: right, okay, Brown, what's you know up with
3: the face? Who
2: the hell, how do you just lean over to your room and go, hey, man, let me get two grayer. What kind of roommate was this? <laughs> he was a homie,
3: man. He was, he was a high school friend. So he, you know, I've known Hello him for a long homie. time. He was a homie. He had a little bit of extra cash. And I gave him a juicy return, a 25% return. I was like, I'll pay you back in six months. Just trust me. Um, he was the only one that was going to lend me money. You know, no one else would. And so, uh, yeah, a really solid friend in a time that I needed it most. Why you know? two
0: grand though? Like what, what did you think you were going to do with $2,000? There,
3: there was no logic behind it. I just felt like 2000 <laughs> was bucks was the most money I've ever, I, I, I've ever had. And I felt like it was a, it was substantial enough to get started. Um, and so I did some research and I, I, you know, worked with a factory overseas. I got, I got our minimums down. I booked a booth at the entrepreneur fair for about, you know, 300 bucks. I got a trademark for 700 bucks. Um, I bought stickers and I was out. Of, I ran out of money on, on the first day. So um, are,
2: you the, are you the most successful person in your family?
3: Yeah. So I, I'm so glad that's the answer
2: to that question. How hard was it for you to see the success and then find the path? Because most of the times when you are from a, a family that hasn't had a person break through, to be the person in the family that breaks through,
3: what did you see in yourself that allowed you to do that? Well, you know, it's funny. I mean, my dad was an entrepreneur back, back in the 90s. You know, He started a trademark business with the movie, Jerry Maguire. There was a famous slogan called show me the money. Mm-hmm. And my dad actually was the first to trademark that slogan. And that became a hit slogan in the movie. And so he actually sold that trademark to TriStar star pictures who produced the movie and has been doing trademarks for 25 years ever since. And so there was something that I saw in him at an early age, you know, that you could be successful by part, like paving your own path, right? And on the flip side, I got the discipline and the community and, and, and the mannerisms and, you know, all those things from my mom. So at a young age, I, I did see some things in my parents that I potentially could leverage in, in the future, right? Um, and so I knew that there was a possibility. And I also hung out with a lot of successful friends in college. I built a very successful network of friends that have built businesses before me that inspired me, you know. And sometimes you don't know what's possible until you see your friends do it before you. So that was a helpful, helpful as well. But everything was learned on my own, you know, you got you to gotta yeah. jump in and figure it out.
0: So, so Chase Fisher is here. He's the founder of Blenders Eyewear. They're a new partner to the show. Chase is hooking everybody up, by the way, by offering 20% off when you buy through us, which by the way, if you go to their website, there's a pop-up that says 15% off. So Chase is really taking care of the great friends network. Chase, you, you borrowed $2,000, $300 goes to the booth at the entrepreneur fair, a $700 goes to the trademark. You buy some stickers, you run out of money, the $2,000 on the first day. But my question is, do you even have product at that point?
3: Yep. Yeah. So I talked to a factory overseas and I was able to negotiate our minimums down. And, you know, minimums in, in, you know, Taiwan, China are high. They're like a thousand pieces, right? And I don't have money for a thousand pieces. So I worked them down to a minimum that I felt we could afford with just the money that we had left. And I said, hey, you know, work with us on this first order. I promise you we're going to be a very big customer one day. Just, just, just trust me. And so that was the first time I actually learned how to negotiate. And that was the first win I had. So I got minimums down from a thousand to like 300. And I showed up to entrepreneur day with all 300 pairs. Cause that's how confident I was. I was like, I'm going to sell all 300 pairs on the first day. And I barely, barely sold 10. And it was the first most humbling experience as an entrepreneur. I was like, holy shit, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought. I was like, I'm going back to surf lessons. This, this (laughs) didn't work out the way I thought. Why Um, do you think
0: people didn't buy the glasses that day?
3: It just, look, I just, you know, you're, you're, it's, I'm doing something for the first time. Why should I hit it out of the park? Right. Mm -hmm. Anytime you do something for the first time, you got to learn how to suck. You got to learn how to build yourself up. When it was on, it was good.
1: Did you you have that, that meant that business model in your mind like mid price sunglasses, but still stylish, local surf style that that was the brand from the beginning
3: yeah it was it was like mid-tier price sunglasses right in a niche that we knew was was neat need, was needed you know and we really validated that niche through a facebook group you know we had like 1500 fans before even selling a product before even having a product that we would send out designs and people were like holy shit, these are cool work and i buy them and so that was our way of kind of validating you know our our kind of idea um, and then taking that idea into the real world on, on the first day was, was humiliating, man. It was the most humbling experience of my life. Like um,
0: okay. We're talking, you just explain that because I think a lot of people who are listening who have business ideas are like, wait a second, a Facebook group. How did you, how did you build an audience before you had
3: a sale? Yeah. So, I mean, for, for us, right, you got to lean into feedback now, right? We we live in a social digital age where you got to learn what people want. You got to know what people want, you know, and for us to understand that was, building a Facebook group and inviting all of our friends, all of our family, all the people that I met in school to this Facebook group to get their, get their insight on, does this idea resonate with the community? And we built we, we would design mock-ups and we would send them out to the group and we'd get 100 likes and comments up the wazoo about where can we buy them, how much they cost, when are they coming out? And we had no idea about manufacturing at that point. And so when it actually came to making the product, it took us a lot longer than we anticipated, but that was our way of validating that this is a good idea or that this idea should work. Wow.
0: Wow. That's so cool, man. So, um, where do you, you know, like you've probably heard the story of like Phil Knight, right? He's selling Nikes out of the back of his trunk. He's going to track competitions and he's selling sneakers out of the back of his trunk. You've got killer brick and mortar stores now, but in the early days, where were you selling blenders?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was grassroots, man. I mean, I was selling shit out of my backpack on the beach in between surf lessons. I was selling shades at pool parties. I was selling shades at music festivals. I was selling shades at surf contests, street fairs, you name it. It was me pounding the pavement, you know, and just getting myself out there, learning the necessary skills on how to market, how to sell, how to, how to build relationships with people. Um, And it was, it was one at a time, truly, you know, Um, San Diego has a lot of like a lot of action. So there's a big, you know, outdoor lifestyle here. And um, I just had to get out into the world and meet new people um and then when social media kind of came about instagram started gaining popularity we started to take those tactics from grassroots to to instagram and that's when the visual identity of the brand started to take shape and we started to network with photographers and influencers and you know get the product in the right hands and then that's when the like that's when the identity of blender started started to kind of like take take shape online um and customers things like that
2: so oftentimes failure usually shapes a person's success or shapes a person's drive that teaches a person to overcome things but let's talk about the success of it how do you know not to overexpand how do how do you know how to see the market the corner before it comes where where does that come from because like you said you've got some brick and mortars now you've come you've come a long way from selling 10 sunglasses at the at the
3: fair basically
2: how do you judge how fast to kind of expand what you're doing
3: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always been a big believer in being a category of one, right? You got to be great at one thing before you can expand into other things. And, you know, this is from experience too, right? I mean, we got a little overly, overly confident at the beginning, about a year and a half, two years in, we're like, okay, let's, we're kind of getting a little bit of traction. Let's make some t-shirts and some hats. So we started making a bunch of hats. We started making a bunch of t-shirts. We put a bunch of money into apparel and it was a total, total flop. And it was a total flop because we didn't validate ourselves and build the credibility and the trust with sunglasses as a core product. And so we learned from that mistake that like, okay, we got to go back to what we of what we need to be best best in the world at, right? We need to be best in the world at our core and that core is sunglasses. And so before we can expand into other products, we need to be very well known and trusted with our number one product. So experience, man, you know, you got to fall on your face to understand kind of like what, what what works, what doesn't.
0: Well, just to that end, um, sunglasses are one thing, but like for me, I go to the store in Encinitas. This is long before we had a chance to get to know you. And I was buying the goggles for skiing and snowboarding because I'll tell you truthfully, it was because a, they were priced right. And B, this is going to sound stupid, but the ease of getting one lens off to put another lens on. Cause sometimes <laughs> it can be a complete pain in the ass. You know what I mean? To change out lenses. Yeah. So because it was easy to use and because it was priced right, everybody in my family now all of a sudden had blenders goggles on their ski helmets and their snowboarding Love helmets. That. How about changing? And I don't, I guess it's eyewear as eyewear, I suppose, but sunglasses to, to goggles.
3: Yeah. So that was another personal kind of like problem. Mine. I was tired of going up to the mountains and putting on my, my dragons and my spies, you know, I was like, "Hey, I own a sunglass company, I'm selling sunglasses. Why am I wearing spies, you know? And so we started to see a seasonality, you know, um, difficult, you know, uh, change, right? Even in San Diego, sunglasses are a very seasonal product. So winters were really hard, right? We'd see, it's a bell curve, like sunglasses would spike in spring and summer and then fall winter sales drop 30%. So we needed to look at a way to help offset the seasonality shift. And so again, went back to the Facebook group, surveyed our community and say, hey, do you snowboard? Do you ski? How many times a year do you go? If we made goggles, would you buy them? And we, over 75% of our customer base already skied and already snowboarded. So we already had a customer base that would early adopters that would buy into it. And so in 2016, we made the shift and say, hey, we're going to go into snow. We're going to make goggles because our core community already does this. And we have we have the customer base for it. So um again i it, it, it it's the natural progression of the product right it's like we're not going to go from sunglasses to shoes but sunglasses to goggles to prescription like the vision is for blenders is really to own the face and that's that's the that's what we want to focus on
0: so we're talking to chase fisher he's the founder of blenders eyewear they're a new partner to the show when you buy blenders through us and the qr code is on the screen you save 20% but chase we could talk all day about the history of the company and we will have yep. you back on to talk more Would you explain, because me and Browner lost our minds last year when you got the deal with Coach Prime, can you (laughs) Mm -hmm. explain how Blenders, this San Diego-based company, got this deal with, at the time, the hottest story going in the world of sports, not in college Mm -hmm. football, in the world of sports? How did that happen?
3: Man, yeah, that was unbelievable. Um, So in about two thousand. 2022, you know, my dad was just sending me text messages and updates and all the news about Coach Prime. And this is before he was hired at Boulder, right? This was, this was when he was at Jackson State and he was like, Chase, you got to check out what Deion Sanders is doing. You got to check out Deion Sanders. You got to check out Deion Sanders. And it was to a point where it was pretty, it was getting annoying. I was like, dad, I will, you know what I mean? And at this point we were opening up our Santa Monica store, which is our biggest store. And our Red Bull deal was just about to take off. And I was like, okay, like I can't, I can't take on another third Trojan horse at this point in time. It just feels irresponsible. So I'm going to reach, I'm going to reach out and just plant the seed for next season. Right. And uh, you know, it was the text that my dad sent. He goes, Chase, if you don't do this, somebody else will. And that's what really kind of stuck with me. So we reached out to his team. It just so happens that Dion was looking or he was in market for a sunglass deal and blenders was on his radar, but he wanted it done in 2023, not 2024. And this was like April of last year. So we had to, we had to go, we had to move quickly on it. Um, and so we just meshed really well with his team. We shared the same vision and we jumped on it and we got this thing to market literally at the first game. Like we squeezed through the doggy door to get this done at the nick of time. Um, and it was the most successful eyewear partnership probably ever released on social media. Ah, uh, could be the greatest right place, right time moment on social media history. Um, truly, lightning in a bottle and transformational for where we're gonna take the brand now. Um, and it's always been something that I wanted to take the brand into. You know, I've always had a passion for college sports. I've always had a passion for the Big Three and working with bigger, bigger types of faces. So, uh, yeah, we jumped in, man, and it, it was it was huge. See, I didn't know
0: about the Red Bull thing, but Alex was telling us yesterday. Alex, tell Chase the story mm-hmm. about what happened before Vegas and F1.
1: Yeah, so I ride a bike um and so when i'm riding around i'm always wearing i've i already had a pair of blenders too like these gray one one lens goggles or whatever yeah and i follow red bull on instagram and i saw blenders red bull partnership as i'm going to f1 in vegas and i told my wife i was like i need these sunglasses before we go to f1 in vegas oh wow so i go literally ordered them have them wear them all the time Cause I'm a huge F one guy and Red Bull happens to be the team that I chose during COVID Yes. because of nice. the show. So I was like, this is just insane. And now you guys are here and I'm looking at blenders. I'm looking at like your guys. you guys are in the helmet of Max and Checo like the logo yeah. in the helmet. That's crazy.
3: And awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. That's super cool. I love that, man.
1: Yeah. It's, it's an unbelievable thing.
0: We we're now the three of us are all super proud. We're like, you know what? We're now in business with prime we're now in business with max Verstappen. Like we're, we're like over the moon that, that you, yeah. a, a local San Diego company would, uh, would partner up with us and we plan on selling a ton of blenders. Now we're going to have you back, but I want to ask you, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot a little bit. Tell me this. Can we talk yet about your plans with San Diego state? Can we talk about that? For or sure. Not?
3: Yeah. I'm, no, hundred percent, man. Okay. Let's do it.
0: We got about two minutes to go here. Um, we're all big San Diego State basketball fans. Um, you know, your name being Fisher. I I coach Fisher will tell you, man, in the earliest, earliest, earliest of days, we helped a lot. The show we helped build. I mean, this is the I'm talking 20 years ago, dude. Can you tell everybody what your plans are with San Diego State basketball this year?
3: Yeah. So we've teamed up with the basketball program. You know, it's our 12th anniversary, right? March is our our is gonna be our 12th anniversary. So we're releasing a limited edition called 12 and it's going to be a remix of the show which was the first pair we ever created it's black and red it bleeds san diego state all proceeds from 12 are going straight back to the men's basketball program to fuel nil efforts and our goal is to raise seventy-five thousand dollars for the team so as the team goes into the tournament they got a little bit more swagger a little bit more style and a few extra bucks in their pocket so that's that's what we're doing
0: dude that is so cool That is just so freaking cool, man. So listen, Chase, this is the first time that you're coming on. It's going to be, there's going to be plenty more opportunities for us to dig in to the history and the story and the future and what you guys got going on. But, but brother, first of all, congratulations, man, what you have done in such a short period of time. And I say short, I know for you 12 years, I mean, it's a long ass time. Right. This is not some overnight (laughs) success story. This is, you know, people go, oh, wow, blenders. It was overnight success. No, man. Twelve years of grinding, you know, but um, we'll 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 have you back and we'll 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 talk a lot more about it. But this is a great introduction to the story.
3: Thanks, fellas. You guys are
2: awesome.
0: Appreciate it. Yeah, man, amazing. Oh, by Probably. the way,
2: I call I call these the Netflix ones because they look like the Netflix when it starts. So when I wear them, uh, yeah,
3: oh, that's a good yeah. one, dude. I like that. These are my <laughs> in, these one, are my
0: though. indoor ones, dude. I, if LeBron James can wear sunglasses indoors, I can wear sunglasses indoors. And these 100%. I love because they're the smaller lenses, the smaller, and I love the clear frame. So we love just that, are man. we're huge fans, Chase. Thank you so much, brother. And I will uh, look forward to having you back real soon.
3: Likewise, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you. All
0: right, man. Chase yep. Fisher from Blenders. And remember, Chase is hooking us up 20% when you use our code Kaplan and the, the QR code has been on the screen the entire time. Stick around. We got a ton to get to. This is Kaplan and crew from the 7 Mile Casino Studios. All right, great friends. We'll little, little halftime timeout here. Uh, first and foremost, let me mention our man, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299. Look. Um, buying a house right now very very difficult. I think I told the story yesterday that my kids found a, an Instagram account that explains how much it takes to buy a house and how much money you have to earn. They use my old house, the house that I bought in 2002 and sold in 2016. That same house in Carmel Valley that I bought for $750,000 in 2002, they have it listed at three million dollars right now in Carmel Valley. Think about that. And, and you have to make, this was according to the calculations. You have to make $770,000 a year to buy a house like that, to own a house like that. How many of you guys make $770,000 a year? I don't. Okay. I'm just, I don't. So look, getting into home ownership can be difficult, but it is doable. Okay. You need to talk to Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299. It will require a little bit of flexibility. And there are loan programs for people that don't have the big money for down payments. You know, if you're going to buy a $3 million house and you don't have $600,000 to put down like most people don't, there are programs, but you're probably not going to be buying a $3 million house. But home ownership is achievable. And by the way, that's how you begin the process of of building wealth. So talk to Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299. I do want to remind everybody about our website, kaplanandcrew.com. And here's why, Alex, if you could, I I know I'm kind of throwing your curveball. Could you pull up? Kaplan and crew.com. Um, the reason I'm asking you to do that is this. When you go to our website now, you're going to notice our new partner blenders. Now, obviously we we're just talking to chase. You're going to notice our new partner blenders. When you click on the link, cousin Nancy set this up yesterday. When you click on the link right there, I mean, obviously you can get to seven mile casino. You can get to athletic greens, but when you click on that link, you're going to go right here to blenders. And when you go to blenders, see, look at this. They're going to give you 15% off. But you see through us you get 20 percent off and chase was like dude i'm hooking you guys up i want to see what you guys can do so i know yesterday was day one and a lot of people probably bought yesterday but we got to keep this consistent because we want to keep these guys around we want to support local and uh, and we want to keep them involved in our ecosystem so go to our website kaplanandcrew.com all of our content is there our merch shop is there our sponsors are there our partners so uh, lots of reasons to go visit our website, Kaplanandcrew.com. And Blenders, use our code Kaplan. You save 20%. Uh, let's get back to it. All right, great friends. What's going on? Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. I've got a huge smile on my face because if you're just getting with us on radio, you just missed this interview with Chase Fisher. From Blenders Eyewear, and the story is incredible. And if you're with us on YouTube, as an example, you you just you were you were into it like we were into it. If you're on audio podcast, same deal, right? Um, our TV viewers are getting that coming up later on tonight. Alex, there's no doubt in my mind that when Chase is talking about his years at San Diego State, 2006 to
1: 2010,
0: yeah, I'm thinking to myself, when did Alex start with us as an intern at San Diego State? These guys were at San Diego State at the same time then when mm-hmm. you asked him what his major was and that you guys had the exact same major
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> the idea that you and Chase must have been in the same classes yeah I mean how, the classes I'm sure are big classes right they're
1: yeah once you get specialized they're a little smaller but I mean communications 101 one there's five hundred seven hundred fifty people in a class so who knows um and yeah as soon as he said communications I was like one hundred percent we were in classes together dude like no doubt in my mind, we were in classes together. There's no way around it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. How, how cool is it though, that, that when you have this sort of success and Brown, you asked an amazing question early in that conversation, which was, are you the most successful person in your family? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, you, you have that breakthrough success, you know, um, where'd you learn that from since you're the first one? Um, when you have the kind of success that chase has now enjoyed and continues to enjoy, And then you think to yourself, well, what are my passions? Well, I'm passionate about San Diego State basketball. Okay, well, I wanna do something with them. Okay, great. What do I wanna do? I wanna make glasses that are black and red and the players can wear and rock and have a bunch of swag, number one. But number two, I wanna sell the hell out of these glasses and I wanna raise a bunch of money, not just to make us rich, not just to keep selling and adding to our bottom line, but rather I wanna take every penny that I can make of selling these San Diego State featured type sunglasses themed glasses. And I want to raise $75,000 so that when the players go into the tournament, they have more NIL money, which means flying mom and dad in for the game, you know, or, or flying yeah. in your girlfriend or grandpa or whatever the case may be things that a regular student athlete would not have money for, even in the world of NIL, San Diego state basketball players are not making a fortune in NIL. That's why guys have left. You know, the guy, Keisha Johnson, I watched him play this past weekend at Arizona. Um, I thought to myself, man, what a shame we don't have this kid. But they paid him like the the word was like half a million dollars to go to Arizona, San Diego State, as successful as they were last year, still doesn't pay that kind of cash. So mm-hmm. for Chase to say, hey, we're going to raise seventy five grand through
1: sunglass sales, and
0: we're going to hand that money off to the players because you can now, dude, that's bomb,
1: dude. It's exciting too. It's exciting because like these are the kinds of things that. San Diego State needs and listen seventy five thousand dollars in the grand scheme of NIL nowadays. Not you know, you know it's not Caleb Williams Dr Pepper money, but at San Diego State it makes a difference. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it makes a big difference at San Diego State for a program. You like it's just and it also like when you're a kid on campus, dude, and you got your own NIL sunglasses. You know what I mean? Like that just changes your perception too, and it's just so sick. It is. I can't wait to see him. I cannot know. wait to see it. It back. is yeah. super
0: cool. And and I, you know what I love about it is here's a young guy who's not even 40 years old yet who's been grinding for 12 years who has, you know, found a niche in the market because here's again, if you go buy a pair of Ray-Bans for $200 and you lose them, you're pissed. Yeah. You know, if you go buy a, a pair of sunglasses in a sunglass hut in the mall and you break them, you're pissed. If you buy a pair of blenders for 50 bucks, and by the way, you use our, our discount code for 20% off. Now they're 40 bucks. You break them or lose them. Go get another pair. Yeah. You know, what I would do is this, if you're going to spend $250 on a pair of Ray-Bans, go buy five pairs of, of blenders. <laughs> so now you have a whole bunch of different stuff.
1: Yeah, Cause that was me in Vegas for, you know, I knew this was coming. I just didn't know when it was coming, but I own Ray-Bans took them to Vegas Vegas did the Vegas thing and I lost them and I was pissed when I got back, you know, I was like, I I don't have those $200 pair of Ray-Bans anymore. So, Mm. yeah, but I do have some Romeos. Yeah. I got to
0: send out a shout out again to our man, Ryan Miller, though, because you know what? Um, We met Ryan, um, who's a longtime great friend through the story of his brother who, uh, it was publicized, you know, on TV, he took his brother's ashes, his brother, you know, died. Was unfortunately very, very sad. Um, and he mm-hmm. took his ashes in an urn and gave him to Joe Musgrove at a, at a Padre game to spread on the field. And we reached out, we, we knew Ryan and, and Ryan, you know, was a longtime great friend. He helped me get in touch with Chase Fisher. And he had a three way chat between me, him, and Chase. And he was like, Man, my boy Kaplan's trying to get a hold of you. And Chase was like, dude, I'm listening to the radio show right now. And it took a long time. And I remember saying to Chase, I go, bro, who on your team can I talk to about creating a partnership? And he's like, Me. I'm like, oh, really? Even <laughs> at this level, like at CEO, and you're, me. you know, you're this successful. It's like, yeah, me, bro. And and even when we just got done with him, he was like, Hey, I'm setting you guys up with an account to help do this. And that they're they're amazing he he's amazing. And, uh, and I'm just so happy that we, to me, the deal is important for the show, but it's important that we support San Diego based companies, you know, and that, that is what he wants to do. It's what we want to do, you know? So it's really cool. All right. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm still kind of glowing about that whole thing, which just gets me back to San Diego state basketball tonight, by the way, against San Jose state. Uh, we were talking earlier today about prize picks and what we were going to do, Alex, you had a good idea on prize picks. I didn't finish it off, um, I had, I took the, um, I took the Donovan Mitchell, 18% discount on taco Tuesday for him mm-hmm. to score 21 and a half points tonight against Dallas. But you had recommended that we play, um, was it Tremel from San Diego yes. state? I got to figure out, I don't know how to spell his last name, so I'm having a hard time. You just search it.
1: SDSU under, under CBB.
0: Oh, SDSU. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to, uh, I was doing it by, uh, by player's name. Okay, here he is, Darian Trammell. Okay, I was spelling it T-E-T-R-E and I was spelling it T-R-U, but it's T-R-A-M-M-E-L. Nine and a half points tonight. You like that? You like that play? I
1: like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. And, uh, or, yeah, Micah Parrish. I like that nine and a half, two too, by him. Couple threes, free throw with two. Got it real easy. Um, I like both those guys. That's like a big number for Ladie. Like Ladie is a guy that scores over 15 every single game. Mm-hmm. but that 20 and a half is just a bit much for a, a team that they might blow out. That's my concern.
0: I'm going to try and play it this way. Um, Donovan Mitchell, Darian Trammell, Micah Parish, and I think I can play it. So it's five times the payout. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So I gotta, Ooh. I gotta make that play. Okay, cool. All right. Very, very cool. All right. San Diego state basketball tonight against San Jose state. And, uh, and that was a great story by chase. Um, here it is. Here's the, uh, the slide. Go ahead, Alex. Walk us through this, and then we'll we'll move. I want to talk about another college basketball-slash-NBA-slash-parenting story here in just one second. Go for it. Yeah, me. 8 o'clock
1: tonight against uh, San Jose State. SDSU did lose last week, but they did remain uh, ranked. So, Scott, I think your concern early on in the season yeah. about them not being a, a at large selected at-large yeah. team, I think the respect for Mountain West has definitely grown. They have two teams ranked in the top 25 a Mm -hmm. bunch and the others receiving votes. The fact that San Diego State, who was ranked 19th, can lose a game to the other team that is ranked and still only drop one spot at this point Mm -hmm. in the season, I think that speaks volumes. And then I remember while I was on vacation, I don't know if you guys talked about this, in the mid-season or whatever, the the selection committee, they had San Diego State as a four seed a week ago. Wow. Wow, that I didn't know. Yeah, so I think that San Diego State has positioned themselves, because here's the thing. And I think Mark Ziegler wrote about this in the UT. San Diego State doesn't have any bad losses. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Like, they have some losses, but against the good teams in the Mountain West. So, they didn't lose to Fresno. And they can't lose to San Jose because they don't have those types of losses in their resume. Gonzaga ranked again. Mm -hmm. BYU, right there, ranked 26, even though it's not top 25. Like, so, San Diego State doesn't have that killer, you know, USD loss that, Mm -hmm. that might have been in their resume in years past, that UC San Diego loss. So, I think that is another thing that we haven't really discussed is their wins are 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 their wins. They have very good wins on the resume, but they don't have any terrible losses. And that helps out in the selection committee's eyes.
0: Yeah, I mean, a few weeks ago, as they were continuing to have problems winning on the road, I was like, man, this is not looking good at all. But uh, leave it to Brian Dutcher and his coaching staff. And, you know, this experienced group of kids who played, you know, virtually, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them had, you know, this experience of last year of, you know, having to make that last second shot against FAU in the final four. And yeah, they got beat up by Connecticut, but, um, but they made it that far. You know, they won five of six games in the NCAA tournament last year. They beat the number one team, Alabama, last year. So So this
1: came out on your birthday. So they've lost since, but uh, the selection committee unveiled its top 16 projected seeds. The Aztecs were a four seed, 14th overall in the Midwest region. Well, I'd
0: like to see, uh, you know, it'd be really cool is if San Diego state, you know, and it's still a few weeks away, but if they could play, one of the regionals is up here in LA over at uh, crypto.com. That would be cool. That'd be fun to go. They would have,
2: they got to get in the top three to do that. Top three top. I don't think they're going to be in the top. Right. you got to make top 15 in the country.
1: Yeah, to be able to land in a spot like that, so I don't well, I don't, don't think lose that's an, don't lose anymore, and you might. Then I mean, this mm. regular season, go in the Mountain West tournament, right. beat everybody, then you might be a fifth. You might be ranked fifteenth overall. I mean, you can you can clearly see they
2: have people's attention. It took a yeah. while, but mm-hmm. they have people's attention, and that's right. what you want. Once you get on folks' radar, winning then puts you way in much better standing than let's say two years ago. When uh, it's okay, it's a nice little program. They're doing good things. But then you show up in a national championship, you show up with a player of the year candidate the next, the following year, you now have the nation's eyes, the attention of the people who do the business of college Mm -hmm. basketball. I think that is why you see them be able to lose a game and not lose a lot of ground before, Mm -hmm. if they'd have lost that game, they'd have been
1: donezo. Yeah. And you know, we've got three final regular season games remaining and what's the schedule today, look like tell us so today you got San Jose State mm-hmm. uh then on Tuesday so they don't play this weekend at UNLV who's okay. right below them in the standings mm-hmm. and they finish off Friday the 8th at home against Boise State who beat them in Boise and who's ahead of them right now in the standings too so mm-hmm. not the easiest to finish but I think all winnable yeah you win that's these the last regular. that's the
2: best way to finish
0: yeah you win these last few regular season games, especially with one team right behind you, one team you know right in front of you and then if you can you know win the mountain West conference tournament and again they're kind of built yeah. for that
1: you know in terms of experience um yeah I, mean, I love maybe, the maybe week off to get into after today you got a week off to prepare for those final two tough games one in Vegas, one at home against Boise let's go and then yeah. back to Vegas
2: See, I'm not an off guy. I'm an on guy. I'm not an off guy. I don't like that. I don't. This particular time of the season, I don't like that much time off. I like guys to just still be playing, getting the rhythm, going into the tournament. But because they have the conference tournament, I'm not as worried about it. But mm-hmm. I'm not an off guy. I'm a, I'm more of an on guy.
0: Give me a game. Yeah, he's an on guy. Is what he is. I'm an on guy too, Brown. I'm yeah. an on well, guy. Well,
1: yeah. are we surprised that I'm an off guy and Browner's an on guy? I mean, that's <laughs> he's really. The right yeah, i mean he's, he's yeah, giving me a show. week off all right, right. cool yeah
0: hey yeah. um i do want to get to a couple other things but i will tell you this as I, I said at the beginning of today's broadcast you know the show's going to start moving in different directions we're going to start why let me ask a question before you do that go ahead why are you dressed like a, a music producer today what do you mean by music producer what does that mean exactly like
2: you dress like you produce a paul wall record
0: well, uh, who's paul wall is he the guy <laughs> that's uh you calling him scott Storch or something yeah who's paul wall well, how am i dressed like a record producer i'm wearing a I'm in white. I'm in tea chain. Chain. Well, I'm not even really wearing a white t-shirt. What happened is, you know, the lighting in this studio sucks so bad that my mother even complained to me last week. She's like, are you okay? And I was like, why? What's wrong? She goes, I don't know. It's your face. And I was like, what do you mean, man? She's like, I'm like, it's the lighting the lighting sucks here, you know? And, um, and I'm by myself in this little dungeon of a studio and I got nobody to help me try and figure out the lighting. And so today's kind of like the best I got. So I was wearing this black hoodie and and Alex was like dude you got to take that off he's like if yeah, you, you if you're yeah. okay with the t-shirt underneath it he goes you got to take that off so is it, it it's actually like a grayish bone white color but it probably looks white on on screen so what what how does this look like a record producer a white t-shirt good white t-shirt the chain like you ready to go sell some records bro like you need to produce the, something the chain you you want me to tell you what's on the chain for real like i don't you, i wear you, the chain <laughs> underneath for a reason i do wear it underneath you, you for look a like you look like you know for real <laughs> i listen i always wanted to have like a long like heavy sort of a chain i never really got one okay um but i will just okay i'll be honest you ready you want me to show you what's underneath here you want <laughs> to see taking it you a, long, it's you taking you a long time to you get to you this. want to see it or you don't want to see because i don't i wear it underneath for a reason i wear it for me i don't wear it for for you know visibility you know, <laughs> you it's don't not, wear it
1: for you browner
0: I, right i wear it for me not for you dog you feel me i, res- I respect that can you bro. respect let's, that dog let's see what, let's you see what wanna, pop. i got two chains on dog Okay. Chain. Two chains. two chains cha- <laughs> That's like, like a record producer. I'm producing yeah. two chains. That's what I'm saying. So the first one is just a dog tag, okay? And it's it's something that a lot of my Hebraic brothers and sisters are wearing right now that says, bring them home, you know? Okay. um, uh, bring them home now. Um, and the thing is, is like, you know, this whole Israel, Palestinian thing, um, it's just created a lot of anti-Semitism in America, and that really bothers me. You know, mm-hmm. of, why wouldn't it? I mean, no different than the way racism bothers you. Right. So, so bring them home now. <laughs> I wear this this dog tag, you know, and and then, you know, I wear this uh, star, this Jewish star, you know, because all my kids do. And so I wanted to I want I felt very disconnected, you know, and so I wanted to wear something and just, you know, I got like the silver version of a Mr. T Jewish starter set here. You feel me? Shout out, respect, bro. Respect, respect, to, bro. You, bro. respect Starter, to you, respect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. listen, you gotta
2: start. You gotta start with the basics, baby. You can't just show up with no big old thing. Yeah. You
0: gotta start with the basics. And the, the, I'll be honest with you, Browner. This, this one right here, this, uh, this, this is, this is stainless steel. It's not even like silver, right? Uh, platinum, dude. It's not platinum, it's not silver, it's freaking stainless steel. I went two weeks ago to the jewelry district here in downtown LA, right? Yeah, you did. I walked. I walked into the jewelry district. There's this one guy I know in the in the jewelry store in all these stores that sells silver. Everybody sells gold and everything else. One guy sells silver, right? So I walk in, I tell the guy what I'm kind of looking for, and he, he finds this for me. And uh, how much? How much for the chain and the star?
1: That's kind of right? a big chain, man.
0: Yeah, it is a big chain. Really? Like, it hangs pretty low. Yeah, I wanted it to hang like mid mid-chest, you know. You had it, you got it in
2: LA, yep. at a place where lots of people sell to. 50 bucks.
0: Okay. Yeah. All told charm and chain $30. Yeah.
1: yeah that sounds about 30 right. mean, and it didn't make your neck green. Did it?
0: No. Not it's yet. stainless steel. Okay, I take so I, I
1: it off. I mean, I wear it
0: like, yeah. you know, during the day, so. I feel, I'm glad you think I look like a record producer, dog. Two chains.
2: Yeah, man, there you go. Now now when you throw your hands up like that, you're losing a lot of credibility. It's funny though, like Rachel,
0: Rachel kind of gives it, like looks at it and she's like, oh my God, look at this thing. You know, like (laughs) (laughs) it's no different than when my girl, my, my daughter brings home her boyfriend. He's got this giant cross on his neck. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, maybe you take that off when you walk into my house. Put it (laughs) under
1: the shirt, you know, for (laughs) me.
0: You know, that I, I, I show up with this giant jewish star my girlfriend she's like what the hell man you know what i mean hey man pretty funny um hey listen let's do this because coming up in the next segment uh, we're gonna talk i almost,
2: almost made a joke but i passed on it you did huh yeah i didn't know how it was gonna come out well let's hear it is it funny it's offensive
1: Okay. If well, he's if he's censoring himself, we that's just gotta good. let that that's go. impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That> <laughs> really is. That if really Browner's is. like, maybe I shouldn't say it, you Browner, probably shouldn't say it. Browner use I'm Texas. i text joke, it. I'm use
0: text use it. the yeah. joke this Saturday night at the no. Grand Comedy Club.
2: Oh, you no. know what? You know what? No. I might
0: I might hold on. Hey, I'm this a Saturday check, night, this Saturday night, the Grand Comedy Club, Browner and Lawhead, two shows. Like I have two chains, two shows. Okay. <laughs> it's available uh just to take a look. You can find it on, on Kaplan and we gotta yeah, there we go. We gotta change the the flyer. No, but Why? that's it. Yeah. But the link, the link is still the link is good. What's wrong with the flyer? It's
1: the old flyer. But yeah. Yeah. who cares?
0: Listen, Kaplan you can buy tickets on our website for the show, right? Yeah, you hit that. Click the link. I, got that. Click the link I updated right? the I updated the QR code too. Okay, cool. Cool um saturday night i hope you guys will join us we're gonna we're gonna all be out there on saturday so night. our sure boy up. lawhead and
1: right. his that little poster he put out i was like all right dog mm-hmm. he got little, that. he got his like la cap i'm not gonna look at the camera kind of pose going we've been hanging around that? scott too long to show, no, around, look I at mean, this you've been hanging
2: around scott too long man oh, oh hell yeah man look, look at her man jay <laughs> hang around he scott and friends
0: he should have called it lawhead and crew <laughs> 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 this saturday night two shows 6 30 and 8 30 so if you want to do the early show cool um i i suspect i'll probably be more the late show on on Saturday. give well, you, you get my text you see my you see my text i haven't looked at it yet by the way i also spoke to captain troy yesterday and i think we've got a date now for the uh for the cruise i what think what you we- got I don't want to announce it yet. Let me have have a day to just make sure. Hey, look, can we get a highlight of the day? And because coming up in the next segment is a gentleman named Wayne Kimmel, who's going to join us. And like I said, we're going to kind of take the show in a little bit of different directions. Wayne's going to talk sports business coming up in the next segment, because he's a a guy in Philadelphia who owns an organization called 76 Capital, and they invest in all kinds of sports related stuff, especially in the gambling space. And I thought the three of us would find Wayne to be incredibly interesting. So we'll get to Wayne coming up. But let's get to a highlight of the day. Can we do it? Yeah.
1: Promo code is better, bud. Uh, so when you spend minimum 75 bucks at Tory and California Holistics, you will get 20% off your purchase with the promo code betterbud. bud, better, bud, better, bud. All right, Browner, you are officially under attack. My friend Wendy's Uh-oh. has gone. Def- this is I'm assuming the first of many to do it. Wendy's is going full digital boards, full digital AI boards now. And dynamic, dynamic, price- dynamic. Well, that's what I was going to say. So now at certain Wendy's and they're spending, I think I read 12, no, $20 million to change all their met their ordering boards to have digital menus, which means dynamic pricing. So it's like an Uber charge. So if you go to Wendy's like between five and seven, it might be more expensive than if you go between two and four. So you're, you know, 99 cent four piece chicken nugget might be a $1.50 or $2. Or your double cheeseburger that might be like
0: $6 might go up yeah. to like seven fifty.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. And this is what a Wendy's board looks like now. The future is here. Large fry.
3: Would you like anything else? That'll be it. Great. Please pull up to the next window.
0: Somebody no more people Wendy up no Somebody more gotta, people I actually think that would probably be better that part of it but the dynamic pricing where you pay more because it's like a busier time of the day that ain't cool uh and I just officially I'm done with Wendy's okay I'm out <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> see I would punish them by going when it's the cheapest you no, know I'm out I'm all out right. I'm done hey uh Tory Hillistics, California Holistics you save 20% when you buy all your cannabis products uh by using our code better bud stick around you're going to find Wayne Kimmel to be incredibly interesting he's next All right, great friends. What's going on? It is Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Yes, the entire mishbucha is back together again after a couple of different vacations after the Super Bowl. And uh, I told you guys the show's going in a slightly different direction here in the post Super Bowl world and before baseball season starts. And I mentioned Wayne Kimmel earlier today. Um, Wayne owns a company called 76 capital in Philadelphia. Browner. He's a 76ers fan. You can kind of put two and two together there, right? Oh boy. Oh Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, um, and I was saying that what Wayne does is super interesting to me. And I think that you guys are all going to find Wayne really interesting too. So here is Wayne Kimmel for the first time. I'm sure of many times on Kaplan and
4: crew Wayne. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? Doing great. Thanks, Scott. It's great to meet you and or, on, on your show and Alex and Browner. It's great to, to be here, guys. Yeah, dude, it's great mm-hmm. to have you know. And I was telling Browner that um, you and I were
0: connected. I followed Wayne on LinkedIn for years and I was always like, God, this guy, Wayne Kimmel, man, this guy crushes it. I want to know this guy. And then totally by chance, Browner, you're going to love this. Our man, Howard Wright. Yeah, my dog. Yeah, Howard Wright says to me, Scott, I gotta introduce you to a guy named Wayne Kimmel. And I'm like, Wayne Kimmel, I've been wanting to meet Wayne Kimmel for years. And then Howard put me and Wayne together. And then Wayne said, Yo, after the Super Bowl, you got to come on my podcast. And I said, No, no, you got to come on my podcast. And so here we are, Wayne. That's how we got together. Big shout out to my boy Howard Wright, who me and Browner and Grande,
4: we we love Howard Wright around here. Well, I I love him as well. And I'll tell you, you know what Howard loves? French onion soup. That's (laughs) his thing. Oh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) didn't know what you were going to (laughs) say.
1: Honestly, I would have it would have been like nowhere near my list of what you were
4: about to say. So cool.
1: French onion soup. (laughs) That's why we have
4: our meals. We get together. We go to this place called Park in Philly and we sit on Rittenhouse Square and he eats his you know, we both sit, get our bowls of French onion soup and we do a lot of thinking and talking.
0: I love French onion soup too. I get a little bit of like food guilt that I've just had so much cheese. You know what I mean? Cause I do love the way it kind of drapes over the bowl and then it kind of gets a little crusty on the outside. And then I sit there and I pick it and I, ugh, Oh man.
4: I know, but he's really such a good. big man, you know, like his, right. he, he can eat it. No problem. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Wayne, you look like you're in your offices, I suspect in Philadelphia. Is that right?
4: Yeah, these are our offices and our studios where we do our 76 Capital Sports Leadership shows. And uh it's 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 awesome, you know, to to be on your show. You know, it's 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 actually one of the things where I'm typically not here because you know, being in the the sports venture capital business, we're constantly on the road, you know, just came off of a lot of really big events, whether there's a Super Bowl in Las Vegas and the All-Star Game in Indianapolis. I mean, there's this is, this is a really, you know, exciting time, spring training, you know, about to go hit that, you know, and a lot, lot happening to the final four. So uh, being in the office is, is like, uh, it's nice to be home once in a while.
0: Yeah. And Wayne, I, um, I read this article on your website, and this is something you had said to me weeks ago when we had first gotten together that after the super bowl, this is kind of like the deal making season. And I, like I said, I read a really great article that was, um, I suppose it was published by the Philadelphia Business Journal. When you say that now, like post Super Bowl, post NBA All Star game, spring training is happening, like why is this the deal making season in sports
4: venture? Yeah, it really starts to pick up, you know, especially right after the Final Four. So we have a little bit more time of this quote unquote fiscal year, I'll call it, right? Because right after the Final Four, um, the sports betting world and the overall sports industry today, because now with sports betting along with just the the overall sports industry and the sports tech world have all kind of come together into this one. It's been an unbelievable convergence over the last several years. So what happens between you the know, Final Four and then the first preseason NFL game is this is the time where all the tech companies, all the sports books, the teams are all gearing up for the NFL season, um, so that's where that's what I mean by the deal making season. At the time this is when they are able to do deals is when people are able to really think about what's next and what this next season is going to look like. I mean, look, you're already hearing about it, right? From a perspective of where you're going to have Amazon's going to now have an NFL uh, playoff game. Right. So that's a big thing that's that that's that's about to happen for next season. But we from a sports perspective, we always kind of think about as the as a sort of a fiscal year, the beginning of the NFL season and then the end of and the final four is kind of the end. And then it's a little bit of a break. But this is the deal. This is the time to do the deals.
0: So um, I'm just curious, could you just explain to everybody who's listening and watching right now? Because, again, this is your first time on the show. Explain what 76 Ventures does and kind of the stuff you guys like to invest in related to sports.
4: Yeah. So at 76 Capital, my partners and I are all about investing in the entrepreneurs that are changing and completely transforming the sports industry through technology. So we're investing in these amazing people that are thinking about what's next from a technology perspective in sports, what's next from a sports betting perspective, what's next around, you know, from a tech side, the AI, the augmented reality, you know, all the things that are now, you hear about what's happening with the, you know, the Apple vision pro and all those types of things all those types of companies that are creating the new and exciting technology across sports. That's what we look to invest in. So here's the, here's the thing.
2: So I, I, the thing I found out interesting about your article is that you're looking for the next, the, this cutting edge is super tech. Here's some, a person like me, I think the nerds are ruining the game. So <laughs> for somebody like me, find a company that dumbs down all these numbers to something very simple that we, the people who hate the numbers, can understand. Because when people talk to me about, like, let's say, quarterback rating, that's now a thing. People use it as a reference to how good or bad somebody is. I don't know what the hell that is. All I know is a guy through an interception. That's it.
4: Well, look, I'll tell you, one of the great things that you probably are not really aware of that we do is the, the, the pylon cams that you see on the on NFL fields and college on college football fields, right? When you see those pylon cams of the guy diving for a first down, that was a company that we invested in. And Howard, ah. Wright, Howard Wright was our CEO of that company. Oh, and wow. what that company, what that does, right. Browning. I mean, this is cool. But in the sense that like, it's this amazing technology, but what it, what it simply does is say, did that guy get across that first down line or not? Mm. So Uh-oh, I have a question that no, goes no, hand on. in hand with that. I got right okay. to hand in hand with that. I got
1: another question too. This is a multi-billion dollar league. The most, I the biggest league in America. And there is still chains. Thank and you. And there is still <laughs> chains. Are you tell, Can you please tell me that you're investing or how I can invest in something with some sort I of laser, of some sort of GPS tracking on it? Like, like. Like, how can I Google some random address in the Middle East and it tells me exactly what the house looks like? But we are still using chains on a football field.
4: Yeah, you know what? I'll tell you, Alex, it's ridiculous. I mean, it really is that we're still doing this. But what here's what's crazy, and it's actually a little bit of LA flavor for you guys. So the company that bought the company that we in, in that I was mentioning to you, that we just that did the pylon cams is a company called Cosm. And Cosm is actually building right. Next to the the new um, next to SoFi, they're building this new facility where you're going to be able to go in and and have this unbelievable experience watching live sports in this theater that's being built at these Cosm these Cosm theaters. But like the question really comes down to is you know will will the NFL allow the technology that that uh, Cosm now owns? To determine if it's a first down or not, because they can, because one of the things that that the company was able to build was this laser technology. And once in a while, you would you'll sort of you'll see it on on some of the broadcasts where they'll show this red laser line that will just go down the field Mm -hmm. that will show whether or not it's a first down or not. But they're not using that to the officials aren't using it. It's Mm -hmm. just the media right now. So
0: we're talking to Wayne Kimmel and um, Wayne, this is actually quite interesting because I wonder, there's a lot of people who, who think that in baseball, for example, that, you know, umpires get a lot of things wrong, you know, and that you could create a strike zone with technology. But I also wonder, is it, is it good to take the human element out of it? Like the chains on football that you guys are kind of complaining about, I think they're charming. (laughs) <laughs> I think the NFL likes
1: I think the NFL doesn't mind that it has talking points. If that makes any sense. Like if a, if a right. guy, you know, it's not the end of the world if it's a first down or not most of the time. But the pylon camp, it's the end of the world if it's a touchdown or not. You know, Correct. so if it was like let's let's have all the talking heads argue or not like was it actually a first down? Like it doesn't really kill the game the way getting a scoring plate wrong does. So I kind and of agree I think like I don't one of, know one of the big them. things
4: around all this, right, also is is the importance of behind all this from a betting perspective as well. So that is these are some really important things because in many cases these are the first down might not matter that much, but it may matter to someone who bet on that or bet on the mm-hmm. fact that they you know, someone had a certain number amount of you know yards versus, you know, and all of a sudden they go on the they're the under instead of the over because mm-hmm. they're not really calculating that. So this is stuff is going to start to matter much, much more, especially now that over a hundred billion dollars has been bet legally across sports. Now, you guys are in California where it's not legal yet, but in the 38 other states where it's legal, a hundred billion dollars for two years in a row have been has been bet on sports. And a big yeah. portion of that is the NFL, right?
2: Yeah. Wayne, I finally found the guy who can answer this question. I'm so glad you won't today. They have the technology. Oh. I see it every game in baseball. What's taking them so long? Because you're the guy. I'm talking to him now. You're the tech guy. Mm-hmm. You're the guy who knows who has
4: the technology that MLB will accept to get rid of the umpires. What's taking so long? Well, what's taking so long is they're testing it. And I think what's happening is, is it's going to happen. It's going to happen sooner than you can ever imagine. Now I'm actually literally holding here a smart baseball bat. This is the first ever smart baseball bat. And it came out just about a month ago And this DK is actually one of our companies called Diamond Kinetics. This is Marucci, the major bat company that came out with this. This is actually one of the metal bats. And in this bat, you know, whoever's watching this will be able to see that these there's actually a tech there's, the tech right inside of this bat and admit you swing this bat this whatever happens with the ball that comes off this bat and the velocity yeah. all the information all this information goes directly to your phone can go to directly to whoever wherever it needs to go so the opportunity to take the tech to be able to have umpires to be able to have umpires immediately know what the what the right um the pitches are for them to be able to you really know exactly all the data and all the information that's coming off you know the the player's bat, or the the, the the from a pitch pitching perspective, we are super super close. The other thing which many people don't know is that there are sensors also in every single football in the NFL. They just mm-hmm. haven't used that technology from a an officiating perspective yet. They're using but it Wayne, for other purposes, but they will be using it for that in the future, I believe. Wayne, that
0: bat that you're holding, and I, I read about that bat on your website. Is that currently? a bat that is legal like whether it's like travel ball or college baseball. Yes. So is that bat being used right now?
4: This bat is being used. It's legal. It's um able to be purchased online at Marucci um right now um and the crazy part is the smart so this is the their 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 famous Cadex bat, right? This Cadex bat, there's the dumb version of this or the regular version I should say. <laughs> 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 For 299 and there's also the smart version for 2.99 as well. Oh, so really? This is this is amazing. It's amazing new oh. thing. Marucci is an amazing company. The, the our, you know the company that we are investors in called Diamond Kinetics on the baseball side. These guys are amazing and are really the leading baseball technology company and softball technology company in the world.
1: When when wow. it comes to Putting this technology, they say it's not being used for officiating yet, it is being used for broadcasting yet. Do you look at a team like the Padres here in San Diego, who don't have a television partner who are producing the games with MLB, and look at them like, Yo, this is a great guinea pig! This is a team that right here we can start implementing things because they'll they don't have someone telling them Diamond Sports Group's got to do this, Amazon's got to do this. This is like they're kind of open,
4: yeah, Alex. It's a great point. I mean, I'll tell you one of the amazing things about. Um, MLB and I tell the people all the time and they people ask me like what you know what league do you think is innovating more than anybody and I say MLB and they're like wait a second what do you mean you're talking about baseball and I'm like yeah no seriously like they're the ones who are actually really doing it um, it's it from from the commissioner on down. They are re, they're trying new things. They're testing new things. We've all we've all saw that last season as the the pace of play um, has it really picked up. All of a sudden, the bases are now bigger. People are stealing. People are bunting. People, I mean, like game is just different. All and and it, and it's it's gotten really much more exciting. So I do believe that places like you know like San Diego are are great places to test this stuff out. But at the same time. The, what MLB also has done, and, and it's, it happened kind of in the, you in, know, in, I sort of say like in the middle of COVID when people didn't really know what was going on, they changed the whole minor league system. Right. There used to be 180 teams in the minor leagues. Now there's 120. And what they did by doing that is they actually took control of the minor leagues. So now that's a, it's also a very, very important testing ground where Mm -hmm. a lot of these things are being tested. It's where you're seeing the robo ump right now. That's there. They're already Mm -hmm. doing that. You're using that. Interesting. So there's some really, really cool things. And Alex, you hit, you hit the head on the nail. I mean, it's like, boom, that's like, that's, that's what, that's what's, that's, those, those are the types of things. And by the way, MLB is all about trying this stuff.
0: Interesting. We're talking to Wayne Kimmel from 76 capital. He's in Philadelphia. First time on Kaplan and crew. First of many, I'm sure. So Wayne, I want to ask you about gambling because you've mentioned it a few times at your firm. Okay. Do you guys invest in a lot of these gambling related sports tech companies?
4: We do. Um, And and we invest in all across the different areas of of sports betting. So from a data perspective, an analytics perspective, from a media perspective, from a compliance and integrity perspective, from a perspective perspective of creating the next generation app or what it will look like, how it's customized, how it's personalized to you, like all the different ways that you can potentially, um, you know, get involved with the with the world of sports betting. And we really believe it's super, super important to make sure that everything's on the up and up. So we're really big on the compliance and the integrity side. We have companies like U.S. Integrity and Odds on Compliance that work with all the leagues, all the sports betting operators to make sure that nothing kind of crazy is happening out there. Mm-hmm. People aren't betting with, you know, inside information, et cetera, things like that.
2: How is how, is, is AI a threat to, to sports betting? Because obviously, you, the artificial intelligence and how fast it is developing, do people see that on the horizon as becoming a, a, a threat to the, to the gambling world?
4: Well I think artificial intelligence is something that you know it's certainly the buzzword today I mean it's the thing mm-hmm. that you right. know everyone's really talking about but for for the last several years you know we've been investing in machine learning and all sorts of technology that is now you know is now being called uh, um, artificial intelligence and by the way it has gotten better and faster in the last year or so than than ever it is pretty it's incredible what's now happening and yes I mean it is something that will may give either the sports book itself the opportunity to get an advantage but at the same time the better themselves they may be able to you know outsmart the the books and that's kind of the arms race and that's the game and that's what's mm-hmm. so much fun what's happening right now I mean well, we have a you know one of our companies called swish analytics I mean they're the guys behind a lot of these prop bets and behind a lot of the player props and things that are that are, you're seeing out there today and then at the same time you know you have you know, there's a number of companies out there from a a consumer perspective where you can load in your bets and the computer will tell you up or down on those things. Right. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. Interesting.
0: Um, Wayne, people who are hearing you on the show for the first time are hearing you talk about investing. We invested in this bat company. We invested in this technology company. We invested in this gambling company. Um, People might ask the question of how do you become an investor? Like Mm. you got to have money. You know, like, like, what did you do in your life before you started doing this that helped you become a successful investor?
4: Well, you know, it's interesting, Scott, thanks for asking. I mean, like, you know, I've been an, an investor and been in the, involved in the venture capital industry for the last 25 years. Um, and how did I get started? Well, first of all, I was, I was like, I, you know, you talked about the mishbukeh earlier. I mean, like it was, that's a, it's a, it's amazing. I mean, like I followed in my dad's footsteps, like any nice Jewish boy. Right. I mean, I, I went to be, I, after I jumped, got out of the university of Maryland, I went, went to law school and I was gonna, just going to be a lawyer. Cause that's, that's, we either lawyers or doctors, that's what we do, you know, but the thing is, is like, it's, it's, it's crazy, um, in the sense that. You know, it's been 25 years now investing in all sorts of companies. You know, whether it was online food ordering companies like Seamless, which is now part of Grubhub, and we were company, we were investors in, in on you know the being able to uh, give people access to healthcare at at healthcare clinics inside of pharmacies. We sold that business to Walgreens. You walk into a Walgreens, you get checked out at a Walgreens. That was one of the companies that we invested in many years ago. But you know, the thing is, is that how do you get involved in all this? You got to be a hustler. You got to be an entrepreneur. Right, you know, venture capitalists aren't born every day. They're not just born. You know, you have to go and you have to go raise capital. So just like any entrepreneur who's trying to start a business, or like you see on Shark Tank, you know, we as we as as venture capitalists, we have to go to investors as well. We raise money from them. They invest in us, and they trust entrust us to go and find amazing companies to go invest invest in um in areas that we are you know, we have expertise in. And, you know, fortunately here, you know, my partner Chad and I and and the rest of our team at 76 Capital, you know, we have the expertise to invest in incredibly tech, incredible technology entrepreneurs across sports, sports betting and media and entertainment. And that's, that's our world. And it's, there's nothing better. I mean, there's nothing better than doing it because it brings together, you know, all the passions, all my, all my passions, sports, you know entertainment technology media i mean it's 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 a dream i mean you know it's like one of the things that from a from a sports betting perspective we were investors with Brent Musburger in Vison yeah. the sports betting media Amazing. network I mean, to have the opportunity to spend time with Brent and his nephew Brian and his brother, you know, and his brother and and be involved in this in that business was absolutely incredible. Like, you know, I I love who just watched the NFL today, right? Right. right. Like, that was that was it.
0: And then you are looking live, man. That was the that was Mm -hmm. the line. I mean, hey, Wayne, this is an amazing conversation, but it's the first conversation. Um, We look forward to having you back many, many times because as you can tell, the three of us are super curious and interested in what you guys do, the companies you invest in. Wayne, thank you for this
4: amount of time today. I know you're busy um, and we look forward to having you back real soon. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Scott, it's been awesome. It's Alex and Browner. It's great meeting you guys. And I look forward to coming back. Absolutely.
0: Everybody stay with us. Radio listeners, plenty more to come. Podcasters, let's go get uncensored right now. All right, time to get uncensored all up in this
3: biatch.
0: Mm. So tell me what you guys think. I mean, today's show, I mean, obviously the Blender story, There's, it's a great local story, and Chase is a super interesting guy and went to San Diego State and is doing something for San Diego State basketball. I mean, that that's a home run. That's a no-brainer. I don't care what John fucking says on on DM, on Instagram, about the show not having enough sports for him. You know, that's a home run. But what do you guys think about, like I, like I said, I want to try and incorporate new, different stuff, the kind of stuff that no one else on radio in particular. And we're not necessarily battling in the same you know, playground, but no one in radio, especially locally, is going to put guys on like Wayne Kimmel, for example. No one's going to put on guys who are executives at Qualcomm who now have the <laughs> Snapdragon logo on the Manchester United jersey. We're going to do that shit. Do you guys like it? Do you not like it? Or do you guys think we need to hurry up and get back to fucking talking about whether or not the Padres wasted money on Xander Bogart's the $25 million second baseman? What do you guys think? Or can we incorporate both?
2: You can now's, do both. Now's the time, bro. Now's the You time. can always do you can always do both. We've got what however long spring training is, this is the run for us to do this.
0: But even if it's the race the regular season of baseball. I mean, you, you cannot be a radio show and a podcast and a TV show and a, you, you cannot be about one team. Now you can be a radio station in San Diego and be about the Padres and you can be a secondary radio station and try and play that, that game, but you can't be a, a podcast that goes on radio and TV and try and play the exact same game. Otherwise you're just doing the same shit. Aren't we? I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. kind of like what what Chase talked about. Maybe we should create a Facebook uh, group and have people tell us what they think.
1: No, we do have a no. No, no, comment section. We have a Facebook
0: page. Hit the likes,
2: y'all. Hit the likes on this. Hit the likes on this show. Hit the likes on this. But show.
0: but he but he talked about is, is what he talked about, Chase, uh, with his Facebook okay. group and kind of testing products before they even made them. Is that different than what we have on Facebook? Or is it the same shit? It's just like a face.
2: It's just a. I'm pretty sure it's the same.
0: It is. All right. Well, I need to do a little bit more homework on that because I don't use our Facebook page at all. Alex, you probably like just post shit there and I like share stuff, you know, but I don't really utilize it well enough. That's Mm -hmm. something we should maybe consider doing.
1: People can always email us. They can
0: email us. They can, they can direct. Oh, hello. Hello. Email. By the way, I thought one of the things you did really, really nicely today on the show is I love the lower third graphic with Chase's name, and I loved it mm-hmm. with Wayne's name,
1: too. I thought that was great. Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, i like to do that yeah, more often. I think this is a very uh, free-flowing show, free-flowing conversation, and there is no boundaries or limits, which is why people like John exist. They still listen, and they <laughs> tune in Oprah every now and then, but that's fine because that's I I listen to podcasts, and I don't make it all the way through. That's that's just what life is, dude. So I think that why limit yourself? Yeah, We had... Great success the last two seasons because the Padres have been the most talked about thing in the city. But we also had great success when the Aztecs made it to the final four, and we've had great success when other things have happened, like when Jim Harbaugh got hired by the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of things to to do outside of baseball, and I just well, think that it is it, there always will be an opportunity, especially in February. <laughs> this is where sports radio hosts and podcast hosts earn their money. Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> well,
0: on. I always, I always. <laughs> I always think about it like this, you know, um, many years ago, Sam, the cooking guy once said to us, you know, on YouTube, you guys gotta, you know, you gotta be a little different. So Sam had all of a sudden has, you know, whatever it is, five or 10 million subscribers on YouTube. And now he's making a fucking fortune. He making way, way, way more money on YouTube than he ever made on television or even publishing books. But that's because he has a niche. His niche is cooking and right. And we have been for years as we've been building our YouTube audience, we've been San Diego sports. Um, But I think because we have so many uh, tentacles out there of other shit, that if we started to reach out to other shit, that we would actually grow our audience outside of just being a Chargers Padres talk show. You
2: know, I think you can't, I've always disagreed with when Sam said that cuz we're he does a cooking show. This show if we don't if we just talk about the, what the padres did today. Tomorrow, damn it when this show is over, the show's useless now. Well unless then you we, should actually unless, agree with him then. No,
0: because well let me ask you question. A, me ask a question. To make a it doesn't yeah. matter when you record how to make right. a tiramisu. Right. It right. lives forever. Right. For well us, so so let me ask you a question. So Wayne Kimmel or or uh, or chase fisher those pieces of content can live forever that's whereas yeah so then you should agree with him no no because that's not our format our format- well no no but we should change our format because if we don't change our format then we're doing the same shit that that 97.3 is doing do hey, we want to do that
2: i believe we i believe we can balance the two I don't think we need to be one or the other. I think a, a healthy balance of the two. Well, that's gives what I'm saying. Best of we, both worlds. Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Not- is
0: that is that so? So a guy like Wayne Kimmel, that interview, okay, should stand alone on our on our YouTube page. The interview with Chase Fisher should stand alone on our YouTube page, so that it's not just lost in the middle of an hour and forty five minutes of a regular daily podcast. Do you guys agree or disagree to that?
2: I mean, I think all our inner our. All our interviews should be standouts. Like the Bobby Flay should be some stand. The Antonio Gates, all those should be put in a place where those are all standing by themselves. What do you think yep. about
0: that, Alex? Because you're the one who's
1: actually having to physically do the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 the longer I've done this, the more I agree with Sam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got to differentiate ourselves. I just think that. But to, I think we're saying two different things. I think that if you want what i when you look at numbers and when you look at success and when you look at clicks it's the niche things that do well Mm -hmm. when you talk about i want to go do this now i want to go do this now i want to tentacles everywhere doesn't doesn't really work on youtube not saying it works as a show i think it works great for our core audience that's here every single day i think they they like it they'll appreciate it uh but if you're talking about exponentially growing on youtube yeah. yeah, it's more beneficial to just talk Padres every single day yeah, and put Padre, Padre 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 on YouTube. Yeah, I don't want to do that. But I mean, that oh, just I, I just numbers numbers don't lie. Bobby no. Flay did thirty views. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I'm that just is, telling you the truth. No, no it, it is amazing. Bobby Flay on the show. Yeah, fucking everybody loved it. Yeah, but no one's searching Bobby Flay interview from Radio Row on YouTube. That's my yeah. point. It's no, like that's It's fair. a very niche thing. Yeah. So like, but if if today if the big news is Juan Soto got traded to the Yankees. And I put something up about whatever else we talked about, it ain't doing numbers. But if I put Juan Soto got traded to the Yankees, or I put some clicky, clickbaity thing, it'll do numbers. That's yeah. just, i am just telling you how YouTube
4: works. I'm not like telling it. you
1: how the show works. I'm telling you how YouTube works. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I would say that having additional content outside of just Padres and Chargers, which, as you're pointing out, does big numbers, um, has the potential to reach other people. That's all I'm trying to say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, Agreed. listen, um, great day
1: today. Amazing! Day. Day. I loved
0: it. I Absolutely. really, really loved it.
1: Fucking bats, dude! Oh my god! Those bats are badass, dude. I want to be some dingers, do some dude, dingers dude. in my Red Bulls, dude. Dude, you imagine dude, me hitting dingers imagine? in my
0: Red Bulls? I look dude. like Tatis out there, dude. Could you imagine? You're a parent. You're sitting at a travel ball baseball game. Your kid gets up and hits a ball to left field, and you have the results of what just happened on your phone to analyze the bat speed or the angle or the fucking whatever. You know, I mean, that was
1: awesome. Yeah that was amazing i want it yeah <laughs> i want one of those bats i want it dude i was like hey wait where can i send my address
0: What? uh how we get I our want, hands on those i want those blenders glasses and that marucci bat
1: yep all right
0: hey listen great show today great job today we're back tomorrow we love you guys we appreciate you guys visit our website kaplanandcrew.com all of our content all of our sponsors uh, all of our merch and uh, and start making your plans. Mark your calendar for Saturday night because Browner and Lawhead got this comedy show out in, in Escondido mm-hmm. and we're going to we're going to be doing that, too. So uh, mark your calendars for that. And then, guys. Oh, last thing, because nobody's probably still here with us. I think I've booked the cruise on the Yacht America for Saturday, March 30th.
1: <clears throat>
0: oh. Do You guys, does that look good for you? Saturday, yes. March 30th. Saturday, March 30th. It's the day before Easter Sunday.
1: Mm. <laughs> does that, that work could be good or bad i have no idea Does that don't, don't work really observe easter so i don't know okay well saturday the day before easter sunday nice all right do you know that i'm going to opening day and i have to take that day off sorry what's the, when's opening day march 28th because cousin nancy's coming down and she mm-hmm. bought me tickets to take her and her family to opening day okay sweet she's like nice. i want to experience opening day in, at petco right. park right They're playing I mean, her team the giants right oh that's awesome yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not opening day, opening day, but it's opening day. It's opening. I mean, I'm March 20th is three weeks away. That's technically opening day.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Hmm. Bye, y'all. Peace.